welcome, welcome back to the Side Hustle Pro Podcast. It's your girl, Nikayla, and we are back with another fantastic episode. And today you are in for a treat. I'm here with one of my favorite Side Hustle Pro alumni guests, Miss Tiffany, no, Mrs., excuse me, Tiffany <laughs> the Budget Nista Aliche, who is here with an update episode. And so if you don't know, Tiffany was in the Side Hustle Pro guest chair in episode 11. She was one of my very first guests when my podcast was brand new and she still she still said yes. She came on <laughs> and she shared all of her amazing inspirational gems as well as her story, you know, going from almost going broke to, you know, having to take many steps back to being where she is today as an eight-figure, you know, entrepreneur. So let me read a little bit of your bio, Tiffany, and then we'll get into talking a bit more about what you're up to today. So Tiffany, the budget nista Liche is America's favorite personal financial educator. She's definitely mine. She's a New York Times best-selling author with her book, Get Good With Money, and we'll talk about that an NAACP Image Award nominee, and the first Black woman to grace the cover of Money Magazine solo. (laughs) Tiffany is a trailblazer in the personal financial space, and her monumental Live Richer movement has helped over one million women worldwide save, manage, and pay off hundreds of millions of dollars. A former teacher for 10 years with a master's degree in education, Tiffany was instrumental in getting the Budget Nista law passed in January 2019, which makes financial education mandatory for all middle school students in the state of New Jersey. How awesome is that? All right, Tiffany, welcome, welcome back to the guest chair. Thank you for having me, Kayla. I'm excited to be back. How, so how many episodes do you have now? Well, this is, as we're recording, over 260. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I know. Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy dedication, which you know a lot about. <laughs> and I want to talk to you. But first of all, we've seen you go from, like you said, preschool teacher mm-hmm. who went through uh, a recession, lost your job, ended up going through a real financial hardship due to betrayal. Mm-hmm. And then coming out of that, starting to teach personal financial education, then going from teaching, as you say, one to, you know, few to many mm-hmm. with your online programs and your online challenge. Where are you today? Like, what is Tiffany doing today? What is your focus? Um, what is your priority? Where are you? Well, today I am, so I still have um, my Literature Academy, which is my online school. It's about 40,000 students strong. Um, I still do the Budget Nista, which is what I call like the business of Tiffany. So it's like spokesperson work, speaking, brand ambassador work, um, books. And um, I have a marketing company that I'm phasing out because we're going to be pulling it internally into the budget. Um, I've written a children's book called Happy Birthday, Molly Moore. And I'm secretly kind of working on her show. I want her to be the next door, the little chocolate door of the Explorer. Yes, Mm -hmm. here for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been approached by a lot of people to do TV shows. So I'm exploring what that might look like. I'm still, we'll see, you know, like if it's the the right thing. Um, And I actually have a brand new idea that's going to disrupt the financial industry that I thought would be worth about 50 million, but I was speaking to a potential investor and they say more like 200 million. So that, (laughs) you know, just some exciting, it's, you know, it's just, you know, you put the work in and and success Mm -hmm. is really like a layering effect. And, you know, you've heard people say, oh, the first million is the hardest. This is true. To me, I'd say the first hundred thousand is the hardest because there's such a big learning curve. 
And the work doesn't get easier, but you get smarter and then you learn how to get to the next milestone even easier, even faster, I'll say. Mm -hmm. So recently here in the Side Hustle Pro world, we have been talking about marketing funnels. Mm -hmm. I am getting my feet wet again and really getting in there and revamping my marketing funnels and, you know, bringing everyone along with me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to talk to the queen or the king of marketing funnels (laughs) has a million dollar one. And we need to learn a little bit more Mm -hmm. from you about this in particular. So first of all, I'm interested to know what is your definition of a marketing funnel? What does it mean to you? The Mm non-jargon version. So a marketing funnel really is just, I call it an invitation to your business house, right? So a really good marketing funnel gives you a tour. It makes you want to stay for more. You open the door, usually with something free. Maybe you have a checklist, a challenge, whatever that looks like. And the way someone comes into the door is they give you your name and their email typically. And then they come into your living room and maybe your living room is um, social media, maybe it's a book, you know, maybe you have a Facebook group, you know, and you kind of give them a tour around your your brand house. And not every um, person is going to go to every single room because each room sometimes requires um, a bigger and bigger investment from your guest. Um, but you want them to see as much as the room as possible. Because let's just say you might, because the people make the mistake of this. They say, okay, I had 10,000 people that came into my room. That's 10,000 emails, your your living room. That's great. And they're trying to convince those 10,000. Maybe the next room is the dining room. But in order to get into the dining room, it's going to be a book, a $20 book. You know, and they feel like, okay, of the 10,000, maybe only 2,000 bought the book. You know, that's a 20% conversion, which is actually pretty decent. And they feel like, oh, they forget about the other 80%. And they think like, oh, there's nothing there. And that's not true because just because someone has not bought from you outright, it doesn't mean there's not money to be made, right? So one of the ways that we make sure we make maximize you know, our marketing funnel is that, yes, I might say, hey, I've got you know, a literature academy or online school you can join. Some people may or may not join that. You know, I might say, hey, I've got like I've got so many books that I've written. I've written like five or six books. Most of the first, you know, the last of which is Get Good With Money, my New York Times bestseller. They may or may not buy that. Even if someone has never bought anything from me, it doesn't mean that their presence hasn't been lucrative. Because also to my list, I might say, um, here's this great company that I really enjoy. It's called Self Lender. It allows you to raise your credit score. And self-lender might pay me, say, $50, $150 for every person that signs up. So even if you've never bought anything from me, just by nature of taking my advice, there's also a way for me to be paid in that way, too. And so understanding that that your list is valuable, whether someone buys directly or indirectly buys or sometimes just shows up, you know, like yeah. if you follow me on social media and you like a post that means now I, instead of charging $2,000 for a social media post, you know, I can charge $6,000 for a social media post just be based upon likes and views. I think that's a critical component of your, of, of your marketing funnel. So your marketing funnel is, like I said, it's, a, it's an invitation into your brand house. And you understand that every guest should be treated like royalty because they're all valuable just in different ways. I love that. I've never heard it put like that. And it is 
beautiful, it is perfect, and it is so true. And it drives home what I hope always comes across, which is that every person is someone who you appreciate yes. and deserve to be treated with respect. Mm -hmm. These are not people that you see as dollar signs. Yes. It's just if they're getting introduced to your world, yes. they're coming into the tour. So when you started, the very first thing you did was you wrote a book, right? My marketing funnel, my very first marketing funnel. Well, I yes, I wrote a book, but it, I didn't, I didn't follow. You didn't know it was a funnel. Yes. You didn't know that. Well, even right. then, honestly, I didn't collect emails until like two or three years in. I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to collect emails? <laughs> Which is why I'm talking about yes. this on the show because people are like, wait, well, I have some emails, but it's not in like an email yes. marketing platform. So yeah. I want to say, I think my very first funnel was probably like two, two or three years in. And I think I had a checklist that I made. I had written a book, but I didn't think books could be funnels, but I know better now. Yeah. So I think I made a checklist like a, you know, 10 steps, 10 budgeting tips checklist. Because I, I was like doing a lot of reading and marketing. And so I collected these emails and I never emailed for like two years because I didn't know what to say. <laughs> so I had this email. That's list. Yes. All make up. <laughs> you know, I was like, OK, I have these emails. Now what? And so it really wasn't until I want to say a good almost five years in that I realized that I can I can email. I started to I created something that I call my um, my goodie emails. You can still sign up for it today. It's a uh, budget is goodies.com like G-G-O-D-I-E-S. Right. So I created this goodie emails where every week, typically on Wednesday, we send out a goodie. This is just something good. 95% um, of the time, it's we're not selling anything. It's just, here's a tool or a resource to help you on your journey. Because I want to truly be of value. And I'm a teacher. Sometimes it's an encouraging word. Sometimes maybe it's a podcast that I was on. You know, sometimes it's a link to my podcast, Brown Ambition. Whatever it is, it's something good. And then every once in a while, the goodie will be, something that um that does cost money um but typically something nominal like you know like the goodie emails when my get good with money was coming out i sent a, you know a bunch of goodie emails about the book you know the book is like right. i mean it's 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 24 dollars, but honestly almost everywhere it's like on sale for 15. so you know nominal in relation to most people's budgets you know or most people that follow me um and then on occasion we have like a bigger push where something is like a little bit more money but that might only be like once a year or twice a year. And so you right. really wanting the key to a strong marketing funnel is consistent communication. Mm. Consistent can be weekly. Right mm -hmm. It could be weekly. It could be monthly. You know, it could be quarterly, whatever that is. You can really de determine how often you want to speak to your people, but it should be consistent. So they kind of see it coming. And so for me, you know, we call it goodie Wednesdays because they, folks know like, oh, OK, on Wednesday, I'm going to get my goodie. They can start to look forward to it, especially when I'm not asking for something that, you know, you're going to get a goodie and it's going to be something that's going to be useful and helpful to you. So you're like, OK, thanks so much, Tiff. So what you're doing really is depositing into the bank of trust into the people that you serve. So one day when you have to make a withdrawal, there's plenty of, of savings, you know, trust savings built in there. So you might have been depositing, you know, a year's worth of trust. And then this is just a couple days worth of, of ask from them. So being mindful, but the key to a marketing funnel is you should have multiple feeders to your funnel. In the beginning, at the very least, if you have a blog or a website, there should be a way for people to opt into your list because they're going to get something great from you, a checklist, a, a video, something actually truly useful, right? So your your website and your blog, that's one place. But also social media. 
you know, when you're posting, not every post should lead to your funnel, but you know, you can remind folks like, hey, you know, if you want to learn more, you know, like I might say, join my literature challenge, which is a, a free challenge. Challenges make uh, great funnel uh, magnets, you know, or I might say, you know, I'm going to go live. And if you want to be reminded of when I go live and teaching this free lesson, join my email list, budgetistagoodies.com. You know, um, something else I did for a funnel for my book. Oh, my goodness. We I'm not going to lie. This funnel was good. So because <laughs> I was thinking to myself, because what you're really wanting with your funnel is to really get to know and um, identify people who are likely to stay and connect with whatever you're wanting to, them to connect with at the end of the funnel. So if I have a funnel to my literature academy, I want to really help to identify people who I think the academy will be a fit. So for the book, Get Good With Money, I said, how do I identify people who are needing to get good with money? There are these 10 components to your financial life that I teach you in Get Good With Money. So I created a quiz. It was the best. In just a few months, like I think if you were to go to, it's GGWM quiz for Get Good With Money, GGWMquiz.com. Okay, link to that. That's it. link to the show notes. Yeah, guys. so it's totally free. It's a quiz takes like one minute. But it tells you your percentage of financial wholeness. So my book is called Get Good With Money, 10 Simple Steps to Becoming Financially Whole. So we were pushing it like, do you want to know your financial wholeness score? Learn it under one minute, totally free. And at the end of the wholeness score, I will email you the checklist so you can have the the 10 steps to financial wholeness with your explanations. So over 46,000 people have taken the Get Good With Money quiz. And you know, I know because if I were to go to get good money right now on my phone or on my laptop, I can see in the corner, you get a little social proof. So you see the numbers go up as as people take the quiz, which is great because if you come on, you go to ggwmquiz.com and you're like, "Mm, oh, wow, 46,000 people. Well, girl, I know it's safe. Let me go ahead and take the quiz. And so you take the quiz and you don't get your results until you give me what? Your email. Yes, you know, (laughs) and then so we don't abuse emails. Like, you know, so... You, you get your name and your email and the, the, the result pops up. Now, this is the mark of a truly good funnel. I don't just get your name and email. I was telling Latrice on our team who built our quiz in that, in that funnel. I said, okay, I want other people to take this quiz. So I know people are like, the quiz is fun. At the end, if, you're, if your results are under 50%, you kind of get it like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, um, a gif or a gif of this woman going like, it's okay, girl, it's okay, right? <laughs> so that's fun, you know? And it says like, um, if you want, and I knew this is very, because we live in a very social media, like, you know, yes. like uh, social media heavy society. Right. I knew people were going to want to take a screenshot because it's funny. And post it. So when you, if you take a screenshot underneath, it says, um, um, invite a friend to take the quiz at getgoodwithmoneyquiz.com. Um, Cause I knew when you take a screenshot and share it, cause you're like, girl, look at my score. You've just invited your friend cause it's right there at the bottom. And then also yes. on the quiz, once the book came out, we took it a step further. Beneath that, it says, didn't get a hundred percent. That's okay. Learn how to get 100% here. And the here takes you to getgoodwithmoney.com where the book is. Mm-hmm. Do you see how like the funnel? Nice. So your funnel is nice. like you come in for the quiz. You identify right. like, oh, wow, my, my financial wholeness score is not where I want it to be. And then you're yeah. like, oh, there's a solution right there. Yep. And then we email you the checklist as well as a reminder. Don't forget, if you didn't get 100%, and even if you did, Here's a resource, my New York Times bestselling book, Get Goes Money. And so that's that's an amazing, like yeah. full circle funnel. 
And this is why we had to talk mm-hmm. to you because you are just so good at this. But I know it comes with practice, mm-hmm. right? Because you went from creating content and not knowing anything about a funnel and how you can be sharing this content mm-hmm. with people to now it's almost like coming naturally to you to think, okay, I'm writing a book. Yes. How can I connect with people from this book? Because most books, when you're listening on Audible or even when you have the physical copy, mm-hmm. if it comes with some kind of like download, yes. you know, sometimes you forget. But the way you weave it in, like I was reading it, it makes you want to. <laughs> that was good, right? Let me tell you, that was my coach. I, I honestly forgot. I literally was in my last review of the book. So Penguin Random House, who is my my publisher said, Tiffany, we need you to read the book one last time, you know, and then submit it to us before, you know, we, we get to print. I said, okay. I happen to have, like, I, I meet with my, my business coach, Zion, every two weeks on Monday. And I was telling him okay. my book is finished wrapping up. He said, oh, what's your lead magnet? I was like, what? Yeah. He said, Tiffany, in the book, I know you're sending people to a website. I was like, I forgot. I forgot. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. And I was like, I have to do my final, you know, edits. He said, you better edit that in. And so I didn't even have anything. But I said, okay, Tiffany, we're going to create a toolkit, the Giga with Money toolkit. And the toolkit, the truth is that the the issue with personal finance is that there's so many new websites, tools and things. Mm So I said, this is perfect. So instead of um, sharing, like uh, only only tools I actually share in the book, are books are ones that are not going to go anywhere. Like, for example, um, Experian, TransUnion, Equifax, those are the three main credit bureaus. Their websites are not going anywhere. So I share those links in the book. But in the book, I say something to the effect, let's just say it's, um, I'm going to tell you to invest and use apps. I'll say mm-hmm. apps can be very useful, blah, blah, blah. I share some of my favorite apps at the t- in the toolkit. Get your toolkit at getgetwithmoney.com. Yes. You know, so you go there. There's a little button on getgetwithmoney.com. It says toolkit. You put your name and your email in and then the toolkit downloads so you can see it visually. But then I also email you the link to the toolkit so you don't have to keep putting your name and your email to have access to it. Yeah. But what have I identified? I've identified 90. I'm sure there's some people who downloaded the toolkit and didn't buy the book, but I suspect yeah. 95% of the people who downloaded the toolkit got the book. So now I've identified these are folks who spent money on get good with money. So when my next book next book comes out, because this is an important part of um of the, the funnel, you want to use a tool, they call it a CRM. Don't ask me what that stands for. But they call it it's basically an email system, you know yes, customer relationship management. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you want to use a CRM that allows you to what they call tag the person on the back end. So literally, anyone that downloads the toolkit, you're tagged with GGWM toolkit. So I know these toolkit people are buyers and buyers of my book. Let's just say, right, Nikayla, that like I was going to come out with a, a workbook version of Geeka with Money. Who do you think I'm going to email first? The people who I already who already bought the book. The people, yes, you know, marketing funnels. Yes. Honestly, it can it can really help you to identify who's interested in what. Sometimes, you know, I might have a, an ad. It's another feeder to a funnel where I might have an ad for you to sign up for my webinar, right? So I have yep. a credit webinar, a budget webinar, a business webinar. If you sign up for the credit webinar, you get a little credit, like, you know, check on you. So I know if I have a credit tool, I know who to lean into and send that tool to. Oh, and yes. so it helps and you. we're going to talk about ads too. Because yes. yes, you, you kill it with the ads. <laughs> it really helps That's you to identify, identify your people. <laughs> 
They really do. And that right there, like, this was a hustle bomb, you guys. Like, take this all in. I hope you're taking notes because a few things stood out to me. Mm -hmm. Well, number one, of course, like, thinking and making sure that, you know, you have a business coach and you were able to have someone look bigger picture and say, hey, did you think about this? Like, you should always be weaving that in. Mm -hmm. Tagging people, making sure you understand what they want, and then reminding them, telling them about it. So... Just to go backwards for a little bit mm-hmm. again to when you started realizing that content that you could create could help people, mm-hmm. you were five years in. Yes. Like That's crazy. Five years in before you started messaging people. Yes. Once you started emailing people, mm-hmm. how did you know the cadence to remind them about the paid products or offers that you had? So, for example, the Live Richer Challenge is free, right? Mm-hmm. But the Live Richer Academy has an enrollment fee. Mm-hmm. So how do you determine how often to remind people about this? Because it's like some people would think, oh, they've been on the list for a while. They must have heard about this. I don't mm-hmm. want to bother them. Well, so what I've learned is that I, I'm i more, I, I, there are people who are very aggressive with their list. Like I've literally heard yes. people say, like, I will keep emailing you till you opt out, either pay or opt out. That's not my approach. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because ultimately, you have to ask yourself, what is the, for me, the black, the the bottom line, I like to call it the black bottom line. <laughs> the black <laughs> bottom line for me is, I am here to be of service to the women that I'm serving. Right? Yes. And so you don't, Dang. right? And they know my number one rule is you don't have to spend any money with me to get help from me. So I'm not aggressive in the say, you know, in the sales of things. It doesn't mean that we don't mention things, but I'm not aggressive in the sales of things. So what we do typically for the Liberature Academy is we will do launches. Mm. Right. So we don't do a lot of selling, selling. We do a lot of indirect selling. So instead, I might send you an email saying, hey, Nikayla, you know what you doing now? You know, y'all be staying in my inbox, ask me credit questions, girl. On Thursday, we're going to have a free credit class. Bring your pen and your mama because you know she's asking too. <laughs> so you're like, oh, that's my girl Tiffany. I love Tiff. She'll stay with the free classes. And then it's in the class afterward that I might do the upsell. Do you yep. see? Because one, I want to pour and give to you and deposit before I ask for a withdrawal. So we'll teach this amazing class and I'll say, so I just recently did this. I did this with a friend of mine, Natiba, who teaches credit. And afterwards, Natiba had a five-day course that she was doing. And so we upsold the course, you know, but not not before pouring in and you could see how valuable she was. And so, so typically with the emails, you won't get too many hard sales in the email. Instead, the email will lead you to a place where you it gives me the opportunity to bring even more value before I ask for something. You know, and then what we'll do is we will then for like that, like we might give you like a week to register for that class. So those those subsequent emails, subsequent emails for the next three or four days will be like, hey, guys, don't forget. Today is the last day. Don't forget. Tonight is the last night. Don't forget. That's it. So you'll get that. And we'll do that maybe like four times a year. They call those JVs of joint ventures when we partner with someone who has an amazing product and I send my audience there. So so that way doesn't feel overwhelming. We do those about yeah. four times a year. And then we will sometimes, I would say every other year or so, we will launch the Academy, you know? So for like kind of like a month, we'll kind of bugaboo you a little bit like the Academy. Maybe there's something new. The last time I launched, I did a launch for the Academy. We were switching the pricing from $10 to $29.99. And we were like, but because we love you on your dream catchers, if you- $29.99 a month or- A month, mm-hmm. Or the, mm-hmm. a month. Okay. So it used to be $9.99 a month. And then we were like, we had added all of these new features. So the price was going up to 30 bucks a month. But what we said is, 
If you sign up before this date, you can lock in $9.99 a month. And so we did a big launch for that because we wanted to give people an opportunity to be like, I want to lock in this 10 bucks a month at the, at the right. Academy. You know, now, so what most of my uh, sales stuff at the Academy happens via ads. An ad will lead you to a class where I get to pour into you. I will teach a complete full class on budgeting, credit, debt, whatever. And then I'll say, if you thought that class was great, the Academy has hundreds of other classes that are even better because we have other instructors, not just me. So it's really transparent. Like I, I know some people do webinars where they do the what I call the gotcha gotcha, where they're like, <laughs> so that's like when, like just to say I was gonna do the gotcha gotcha for a credit class. Right. There are five components to your credit score. I'm gonna teach you two. You want the other three? Join oh, my thing. I'm I like, don't do that. Don't do that. No, yes. No, so I will give you, so whatever I know about credit, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to give you everything about credit because the academy will teach you business and debt and this and that. You'll get other lessons, but everything I know about a subject, I will teach in that class because yes. here's my thing is that whether you join the academy or not, there are people who are like, took the budget in this class, didn't join the academy, raised my credit score 100 points. That makes me happy that the class was more than enough to give you get you the change that you need. And one day you might say to yourself, you know what? I do want to do some more. Let me go ahead on and, and join the um, academy. Or, hey, sis, you know, I didn't join the academy because I'm good. Exactly. But you know what, Tiffany, that lesson was so good, you ought to join. So, yeah. What's the difference between the JV launches mm -hmm. that you said you do four times a year mm -hmm. and the Live Richer Academy launch? So a joint venture launch is a launch with someone else. It's not my product, but it's my audience. Oh. Right? Okay. And the yeah. Live Richer Academy, that's my product and my audience. So it's just me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what's the, the schedule for that? Is that four times a year as well? or so, more No, free? the Academy will rely more heavily on ads. So you won't see okay. big Academy pushes in um, via our emails. You'll see it mostly. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. You'll see it mostly via ads, but we're starting to actually pull apart. So the Literature Academy and the Budgetista up until recently were like twin sisters, right? Mm. They lived in the same house, wore the same clothes, ate the same things, shared the same list. <laughs> and so slowly we've been like, you know what? We need to pull them apart. And the reason why we did that is because, I mean, I'm sure a lot of your audience looks like us, black and brown women. Finding funding for your business is not so easy for us. So I built the Budgetista up and it became the bank of Budgetista. And so when I was launching the Academy, the Academy had no money. So it was like, where can I get money? These banks are not giving me money. Bank of Budgetista. So the Budgetista lent the Academy money. The Academy grew itself up and they became twins. Like, okay, what you eat, I eat. What you breathe, I breathe, you know? And now we're like, okay, the Literature Academy has since paid back the Budgetista and we're pulling apart. So what you'll see is that the Academy now has its own list that is starting to figure out like what's the voice of like when they when the, the academy emails the list and the budgetista will continue doing our normal goody emails you know i want that when you get a yeah. literature academy email you don't think about me you know okay. i want That's that you so think mm -hmm. pulling them apart even though it's your challenge yes. and the academy that you started but having that distinction because the budgetista does things like goes on the real yes get good with money mm -hmm. where and it's not academy specific yeah so i want a separate like i i want a like because like i said right now there there are sisters and i want them to be cousins so the budgetista right. certainly is like hey join the academy my cousin is cute you know but <laughs> i don't want yeah, i don't want all things because if you ever want to sell like so i can't imagine ever selling the budgetista but if the right price came around for the literature academy i would love it but guess what if they're twin sisters, someone's going to want both. 
So if I don't pull them apart, you know, then they won't have their own autonomy to kind of move forward. And quite honestly, like I'm and my team knows this, that I'm the CEO of the Literature Academy, but it's my intention by this time next year, I won't be that we're looking for a new CEO so I can focus my energy like on other things. Because like I said, I have production company after production company asking me to do shows. But how can I do that and be present? CEO of Budgetista, CEO of the Literature Academy. You know, I have other projects that I'm working on. So I would love that like the Literature Academy is like a a business in my portfolio, but it doesn't need my attention the way it's needed before. Guys, I hope that showing you behind the scenes of my funnel and even talking to other entrepreneurs about their marketing funnels have helped you to see that one of the first things you need to figure out when you're starting your side hustle is how are you going to communicate with your audience? With algorithms on social media being the way that they are, you cannot rely on social alone. So that's why you're going to need an email marketing platform that allows you to be in control. And that's exactly what you get with our awesome sponsor, AWeber. So AWeber has all the tools that you need to stay connected with your audience. You can share your messages about your products or your services and make money. So with AWeber, you get the email marketing solutions that you need to grow your business. You can choose from a huge library of pre-built email templates so you don't have to have any experience or design background to create beautiful emails. And then you can just use the easy drag and drop editor to create your custom emails. And you can even connect your brand's Facebook page and an email design will automatically populate. AWeber also has a landing page builder. You've heard me talk about the importance of landing pages, how I'm tweaking mine. So with their landing page builder, you have access to unlimited landing page templates and a pre-stocked image library so you can create your custom landing page in minutes without paying thousands of dollars to a graphic designer. Plus, using the landing page builder, you also have the ability to collect payments, which I've told you guys about with those tripwires. You can set up a landing page and start selling your products or services online directly through AWeber. It only takes a few minutes to get set up and start making money. Oh, and you definitely need to use AWeber's web push notifications. It allows you to send messages to your visitors even when they're not currently on your website. Very clutch. And all of these features are included in an account, no a la carte pricing. In fact, they even have a free plan. And you know that Side Hustle Pro listeners, you have a very special offer. You can try AWeber's pro plan right now. No risk, no credit card. Just visit aweber.com and enter code HUSTLEPRO for a free 30-day trial of AWeber's pro plan. All right, don't forget that code. That's aweber.com and use code HUSTLEPRO to try the pro plan free for 30 days. This episode is sponsored by Skillshare. The online learning community is offering Side Hustle Pro listeners a free trial of premium membership. Now, many of you already know that one of my biggest side hustle hacks is Skillshare. I've been using Skillshare for years now. You've heard me talk about it. That's because it's the truth. There are so many excellent classes on Skillshare on topics such as freelance and entrepreneurship, marketing, video, websites, basically everything you need for your side hustle and more. So my most recent class on Skillshare is this class called YouTube Success Script, Shoot and Edit with MKBHD. And I found it helpful because 
It guided me through every stage of creating engaging content and then went into techniques for how to grow my YouTube channel. And it was taught by a YouTuber with over 13 million downloads, so I think he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so Skillshare is where I go when I wanna explore new skills, when I wanna brush up on my old skills, when I wanna develop new techniques, I go to Skillshare. And Skillshare has classes for every skill level. So you can take short lessons, you can squeeze it into your day, it's very easy. Plus, they also have a hands-on project to make sure that you practice and reinforce what you learn. So you've heard me rave about it, now it's time to explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash hustle. Science Pro listeners, you will get one month free trial of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash hustle. Again, one more time, that is one month of premium membership at Skillshare.com slash hustle. Some might ask, because you start something that's so affordable because, you know, your whole brand was is about just helping people mm-hmm. and at a level that they can afford in terms of the Live Richer uh, free challenge and then the academy. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you go from that to being an eight million, um, 10 million. entrepreneur, eight million dollar <laughs> net worth? Or I, I don't no, know. You ten, tell us. Ten. Tell us. So in twenty twenty, we hit our first ten million dollar year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you're right. It sounds like what? Because you would think that you would have to charge a thousand, two thousand. Yeah. You know, that's a huge rage right now that everyone right. has to. Because the other thing I want to say is we're in this. Um, age now or just this period the last Mm -hmm. few years when it's become all about the premium product Mm -hmm. creating a premium did you you know like how did you know to stick with that lane while still being able to accomplish that like how do you go from that to still being able to earn what you've earned you have to see the thing in general you are going to have to identify your lane and resist the urge because there's definitely been times that I'm like, oh, I'm like oh, get back here, Tiffany. I'm like, this is my life. Yes. Like, so for example, another thing that's like a real, a big raise in personal finance right now is trading. Everybody was trading, you know? So it'd be very, it'd be very easy, but like, ooh, Tiffany, because trading is sexy. Don't nobody want to budget and save and fix their credit. It's not sexy. When I look inside the Literature Academy and I ask Tamara, who's my academy manager, what classes are people taking most? People will say, oh, girl, I came here to take the business courses. I came here to take the investment courses. When we look behind the scenes, 80% of the people are in budgeting, credit, saving, and debt. And I was like, oh, people talk that talk. But secretly, they're like, sis, girl, I need to learn how to budget. So when I stay in my lane, one, I, one, honestly, what I love, too, is that when you don't follow trends, then there's even less competition. Because when I first came out, everybody was teaching the basics. And then people yeah. veered off and it's just like me, myself and I. And I'm like, great, because now everybody comes to me for the basics, you know, because also, too, we're very clear on our mission, our vision and our core values. So my team knows what they are and we have them all fancy. But I'm like, at the end of the day, my the if I could like um, solidify it into like one phrase is I am my sister's keeper. So all that we do, we ask ourselves, is that in alignment with I am my sister's keeper? So I have four sisters. I'm one of five girls. My whole team nearly is. We're like 95% women. Most of my team are actually dream catchers, meaning that they are women from the actual audience that I serve, that that we've ended up hiring. I am like, literally, I am my sister's keeper. Is this in alignment? Is this really helpful? Everything that we do from the people we partner with to the prices that we set, 
So as a result, um, what happened was is that the Live Richer Challenge was actually the. So this is my free online challenge. It was a. Um, these challenges were about three weeks long. They're basically a course, an email course that sent you an email every day with a small task. We would do them together every January. And so it'd be tens of thousands and then at some point hundreds of thousands. And now more than a million people have done one or more of the challenges and they're totally free. Um, and um, so I learned how to monetize them a little bit on the back end by having some of my affiliate partners in there. Like if there's a credit, I tell you, you get your credit score. I might tag one of my credit partners to help me make a little money on the back end. But what the challenge did was it helped me to build my list, build the trust, you know, build um, the community and the connection. And so we have a we play a numbers game because if you have 40,000 people paying, you know, the between 10 to 30 bucks a, um, a month. And some people just pay outright. Like if you pay for the Academy outright, it's 300 bucks and you get to get two months free. If you pay it yeah. for six months, it's um, half that. You get to get one month free. And so as a result, we have the numbers to support the fact. So think about why is Netflix, you know, 15 bucks? Why is Spotify 10 bucks? Because they're pay playing a volumes game versus having like, you know, 10 people pay $10,000. So there's no wrong, wrong or right way. You just have to understand right. the business that you're in. I'm in the yeah, business of volume. Yes, I'm in the right. business. I don't mind. Here's the thing. If your product is truly premium, you ought to charge premium prices. You know what I mean? I truly believe that, yep. you know, but I, I try to make it the academy. So it's, it's, a, it's a low financial lift, a lower financial lift for us. So we're able to offer it for an amount of money that is fairly reasonable for a lot of people, but it allows us to still be profitable. Uh, between that and the budget needs to at least like to make of the of the 10 million, like eight came yeah. from the academy and then two give or take came from the budget nista. So that's spokesperson work, brand ambassador, speaking engagements. Like my keynote now is up to forty thousand dollars, you know? We love to see mm -hmm. it. And thank you for talking numbers too. I think sometimes people like tiptoe around yes. it or it makes it, you know, they feel bad talking about it mm -hmm. like it, it makes them sound like but i need us to hear the numbers like yes yeah i think because i was like i was i was saying the other day on live that so i've got a stepdaughter Alyssa. she's 14 and ever since she was little i came into her life when she was about six so when a check would come in for me to do a speaking engagement i let her open it i wanted to her to normalize look what black women get in the mail money yeah. you know what i mean so she would open it and yeah. be like it's fifteen hundred dollars she didn't know that's a lot or a little but she could yeah. see the progression of it getting bigger and then, you know, now she's 14, so she's old enough. And the other day I got a check for like, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 10 or 20. But she's seen checks for, for 50, 60. And she was like, oh, it's only 20. And I love that. Because I want her to normalize, sis, you get paid. People yep. will pay you a yep. good amount of money. Because when she goes yep. off to school and people all, and then she graduates and people offer her, she's going to be like, no. Because I know what's out there. You tried it. Yep. You know? Exactly. I'm not impressed yes. by that. So I shared these numbers right. with y'all, this 10 million, 2 million yeah. budgetista. And, and be clear, you might be like, the budgetista only makes 2 million? I want you to understand that's almost passively. We, I, yeah. I literally put the budgetista on the back burner and put all my energy into the Literature Academy for the last five years and let the budgetista, whatever came in, came in. So that's just like yes. floating in. So, so imagine. Yes, that's why you see why I want to be like, okay, Academy, you good? I'm going to get you a right, CEO. Right, right. Because if I can make the eight, and this year we're on track to make 10 million just at the Academy, I can go back yes. to budgetista and bring her to 10. And now we got $20 million coming in right there. Okay, well, girl, let me know the requirements <laughs> for the CEO. <laughs>
So one of the things I love about you, you shared in your first episode on Side Hustle Pro mm-hmm. that back in the day when you started out, there were no Facebook pages. Mm-hmm. So you would start friending people, yes. telling them about your workshops, telling them what you had going on. Now, at what point did you realize, okay, word of mouth and me posting organically on social, even when, you know, pages became a thing and Instagram became a thing. Mm-hmm. When did you say, I need to look to ads? What made you look to Facebook ads? I probably wouldn't have, but then my business partner came into my came into my life. His name is Jabril Aguero. And so he came to me. He was like, um, I we were both in this. Um, we had a mutual friend who started something called Nomadness, which is a, a okay. black travel group. And he came to me. It was like, um, I see what you're doing. I think it's dope. And I had known of him because I wanted to start running ads because I knew I can maximize what I was doing. But I didn't know how. So I had taken some of his free online webinars. And I remember basically at the end, his upsell was to work with him. It was $10,000. I was like, ooh, cute. No, <laughs> we don't have that over here. You know, I was like, if it was $10, we really have over here back then. Right. But then he saw that I was taking his classes and he reached out to me. was like, yo, I think what you're doing is dope. You know, I would love to help. And I was like, okay. So we partnered up. And he's the one, for one, he's the one who taught me before we could run ads. Because he was like, okay. Let's commit to spending $30 a day on ads. I was like, uh, uh, I don't have $30. <laughs> a day? Bruh, we ain't made for money for you. I was like, $30 a day, you tried that. <laughs> okay, Girl, I was like, and he was like, oh, okay. Um, How about, then he was like, okay, we have to make money to spend it. I was like, all right, I'm op- all open. He said, give me a list. I'll never forget. Give me a list of all the companies that financial companies that you use and you like and you trust. I said, okay. I made this this list, maybe like six or seven. He went online and said, okay, of the six or seven, three of them have referral programs. I was like, what's that? He was like, every time you refer them, they'll give you money. I was like, you mean I've been referring for free? He was like, yes. So instead, my normal referral, I would just use the Tiffany link for that company. And then all of a sudden we were making 30, 40, $50 a day. I was like, hot dog. He said, not so fast because we can absorb that money and feel good about it. Or we can use it to run ads. And I was like, right. I was like, how much per se are you talking about? He's like, all of it. And I said, you know what? Because, but Janissa, like I said, speaking, teaching, I said, well, you know what? That's been enough to carry me through. It's not a ton of money, but it's enough. Fine. Mm-hmm. So we put the money into ads. And we at first we were just running ads just to test to see how many people we can get to like our page, how many people and if we can get to the Facebook group. And when I told him about my literature challenge, he said, perfect, let's run ads to the challenge. And so that's really it wasn't we weren't we weren't running ads to recoup any money. It was just to mm-hmm. build the the list. And I wish I there's so many things that Jabril told me back then that I didn't understand until later. I remember he was so adamant, like, I wish we could get more money so we could put into ads. I'm like, why do you want to run ads so bad? Girl, we were getting conversion, a uh, conversion amount or, or um, uh, cost per acquisition. That's a uh, CPA as low as three cents per person. Get out. Th- today. Yo, exactly. <laughs> I want to say 2014, 15. Today, that same person might cost us $10. Yep. Do you see why it's going to be very hard for someone to compete with my numbers? Because you have to spend $10 for, for one person that I spent three cents on. 
And that's time I didn't understand. And he was like, oh, I wish we had more money. Because he was like, don't well, let's not worry about making money right now. If we can get our numbers up, we can yeah. we can tap into the list later. But let's just right. get it. And at that point, you were trying to get the list yes. number up. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't understand that then, but I was like, now I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I could come back with Tiffany Future Money. But like, here, girl, keep going. Because yep, 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 yep. I could have had 10 million people on my list, you know? That email list is powerful. powerful. Like, and so, um, so yeah, so that's what it was. It, it was, we sent people to my literature challenge. And then from the challenges, we learned how to start to monetize aspects of the challenge. Like, here's a credit thing that we use. Here is a, um, a bank account that gives us $25 per person. So the challenges started to monetize. And then each challenge, yeah. I wrote a book, right, for each challenge. And that monetized the challenges too. Because I remember the first time I made $10,000 in one month. I had it on my vision board. I was like, girl, you know, sometime when you're 85, that don't happen. But I had it on my vision board. Like, one day you will make $10,000 a month. This is when I was still on my sister's couch. And I was like, when is that going to happen? And what happened was I had written my first book, The One Week Budget, uh, 2008 or 9 or 10, right? Uh-huh. And I mean, it sold like 100 copies its first month and then one copy, then one copy, then kind of petered off. And, and then started selling decent, maybe 20 or 30 copies right, a month. Right, right. But, you know, I think... The most I'd ever made in a month maybe was a couple thousand dollars, and that was because of a speaking engagement. And this is why you have to be so listening to your audience. So I did the literature challenge, and someone said in November, it was going to launch in January, my first challenge, and they said, is there a book version? And I was like, no, this is a free challenge, sis. Get the free. If it was a book (laughs) version, you'd have to pay. Why you want to pay? Someone else was like, I don't really like being online like that. Can you do a book version? Uh-huh. I was like, no. Those people who are like, can I? Yes. Can I get a hard copy? Yeah. And I was like, no. Why y'all want to pay? And someone was like, why did you let us pay you? And I was like, wait, why don't I? I found a yeah. young, um, I still use Hector. At the time, he was like, uh, I think he was in, I don't even know he started college yet. I paid him like $300 to take, because the, the, it was an email challenge slash, slash blog post challenge. So every day you would get a link in your email saying, hey, here's today's task. And you would click on it and go to the blog, right? So I said, Hector, here are all the blog posts. Can you put it in book form and slap a cover on it? And he was like, sure, $300. He formatted it. I said, all right, y'all. Y'all been begging for this book. Even though the challenge is free, here you go. And I thought to myself, like, you know, whatever. A couple people are going to buy it. No. I made ten thousand dollars in in book sales. Wow! Now that's what I was like. The power of the list. The list. Yes, I was like, oh. and that's encouraging yes. to me too. And I hope it's encouraging for you guys because I think sometimes, especially when you're running ads to like a freebie, you know, or like a challenge like you did. And let's and you know, recently I talked about tripwires and how I have one on the thank you page. And you know, the conversion is not where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. I have to still tweak and tweak. But you have to remember the powerful part mm-hmm. is the email yep. list. The powerful part is those those Facebook ad conversions are looking good. Yes. They are looking sweet. So I'm going to continue to focus on that and using it to build up the list yes. because I've ignored it for too long. I need to get back to that. Yeah. If you don't know, if you're like, I don't know what to do, but if you don't know how to do anything else for your list, just send them a weekly tip. Whatever yep. your business is, if you just let's say you were a cook, right? You might say, hey, guys, this this month we're talking all about meats or all about chicken. And I'm going to send you a tip of how to make the best chicken ever every week. You know, week yeah. one is, you know, using lemon. Week two is butter, butter, butter. Week three yeah. is, you know, you know, um, slow roasting. Week four is right. air frying. Whatever that is, just send, you don't, like, 
the purpose of the list is not to sell. The purpose of the list is to give. And then one day you'll have something to sell and you'll have been given to your list maybe for a year or two years. And you're like, oh, I do have something I want from them. And then by then they're like, they're primed and ready because you've been pouring into them. So continue to give. And I have had people ask me that, like, can we, like, is there, like, what can we buy? How can we, Uh you know, pay you back? And I'm like, pay me back. That's good. That means literally, that means the bank of trust is is overflowing. So when you're ready to finally say, I do have a thing, you'll be like, yes, thank you. So that was the book. It was like, Tiffany's doing all this stuff, right? It's like, that's why people bought Literature Challenge, right? They were overflowing with, give us something. Yes. And I remember I literally, because I felt so guilty about selling. I literally was like, every time I would talk about the challenge, I'd be like, don't forget, you don't have to buy it because it's, it's free. <laughs> don't forget. Literally, I remember. I'm like, it's optional. Yes. Yo, they. Yo, my audience, when your audience really cares about you because you care about them. People were like, yeah. if you don't stop saying that, girl, we know. Right. We want to. Right. Some people were like, I'm actually going to take it online, but I'm buying the book just to support you. Just because of all you poured into me. I'm getting it just yeah. to have it. I was just like, you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, what I'm doing now, and this is what I encourage everyone to do is that because here's the thing about growing your list. It's so important that you what they call own your audience. Yes. Facebook is good. Instagram is cool. TikTok is cool. Twitter, whatever. But at any moment in time, <laughs> they can they can shut that thing down. Yeah. You don't yeah. own it. Change the algorithm yes. so nobody can see it. Which is what they've yeah. been doing, right? But yeah, remember yeah. when our, our former um, president said that he was going to shut down TikTok because he was mad because them kids and tricked him <laughs> to having a conference that nobody showed up to? <laughs> them kids tricked that man. And he was, I'm going to shut down your tickety-tock. You know? So what if he did? How many people, like, I miss the kids who were on TikTok were like, oh. I'm making millions of dollars a year. You can't put on my TikTok, you know? And so you have to own your audience. And one of the ways to own your audience is an email list. But even now, like something that I'm starting to build up is also my text list. Mm. Because it's another way I can, because we use the text list, um, Nikayla, at at, at Literature Academy. And what we notice is that we used to just email and say, hey guys, don't forget, because every Sunday we have class, a live class. Okay. So we would email you, hey guys, don't forget, you have class tonight. And the next on Monday, I, I didn't see my email. I don't know who checks emails on Sunday. So we're like, fine, sign up. We're going to just, we found some text message, I think slick text or whatever we use. So now okay. we will email you, we'll text you, hey, Nikayla, don't forget, class starts in 10 minutes. You're like, ooh, bet. Oh, I like that. You know, because you'd be on your phone like, ooh, okay, I'm going to watch class. Oh, this is good. Yeah. What we didn't realize is that like, wow, like more people started to show up because it got that reminder. So I thought if we can do text messages and same the way we use our emails that the text message would be about tools and resources like, hey, did you know that, um, you know, the federal government is now saying that, you know, it, that that whole lie, Sally made them lie to you. If you have <laughs> private student loans, you can get rid of them during bankruptcy. That's a lie. Yeah, yeah. And so like imagine you got that text like what? Say less. And then there's a, a link saying step by step, learn how to do so here. Or here's an attorney that helps. And you're like, oh, bet. So resources sent to your phone. Now, here's the thing. A good open rate for an email list in the financial industry is anything over 20% is considered amazing for the financial industry. Our open rate ranges from 25% to 65%. You know? And so so that's considered excellent. But But typically you get maybe like um, 5, 10%, which is considered good. You wouldn't think so, but it is. Now, um, on average, 
your text open rate is 80 to 90 percent because who don't look at text right yes you have to let that bubble go away yeah you have to even if it's just a click it just so it could go away so you get you get to really engage with your audience in a way that's more intimate because the the, as people get younger and younger email is not i mean kids are in school so they have to use email but it's not a method of of communication as much as it used to be so we're making the transition to include text messaging so you know so that way when something does land we can like dun 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 you know, and so one of the ways we're going to add people to our text message list, we'll say something like um, Tiffany's doing a freebie or a giveaway or whatever, but only people on the text message list will get the text on Friday. Make sure you're on it so you get the link so we can yeah. give away things and be like, it's only going to be sent to the text message, folks. It's only going to be sent to the text message, folks. And then, you know, my aim is if we can get I don't know how many people are on our list because we just started. Let's just say it's like five thousand and we can double yeah. that by this year and triple it by next year. Now we've got email and text. Oh, it's on and popping. And do you plan to use that, the text to remind people for uh, webinars as well, for live classes? Mm -hmm. Okay. So webinars, there's a book on sale. Like, for example, just this weekend, Get Good With Money, um, the ebook, one day, um, Amazon had a one day $3.99 sale on the ebook. That would have made an amazing text message. So maybe, maybe like, let's just say you're on the, on the fence about, hmm, I don't know if I want to get the bug, blah, blah, blah. And you get a text message that says, girl, you got 24 hours. You know how Amazon do. This book, which is normally $13.99, <laughs> is $3.99. And you got a text. Wow. You know, like, you'd be like, don't on it. Let me go don't get that it. book, you know? And so it's exciting. Text messaging is exciting. But very, very don't exciting. don't turn your back on email. It's still uh, it's still an um, extremely useful tool um, my aim in my head was always, I want to have more emails than I have social media followers. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that is the goal. That yep. is the goal. And I think because it's it's so easy, like when you really take off on social for things to just grow, yes. that it can give you a false sense of comfort yes. and security. But like you said, like it, it there is nothing secure about nothing. it. <laughs> and that's not to knock it because it's also very powerful. Yes. Powerful. I love, I love um, Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. I just know that that I can't control what happens. how many people see yes. my post and, and that can be really challenging. So, so. you should be using your so your Instagram yeah. and Facebook to send people to your to your um right. your other platform, your yeah. text and your email. And so before we get into the lightning round, I want to talk about the concept of financial freedom versus financial wholeness. Mm-hmm. And you touch on this in the book. And for those who you know haven't heard or read it yet, what does that mean? And why is that important to you to make that distinction? So I had reached financial freedom. I became officially like, you know, a millionaire, at least on paper, girl, because you know how that be going. Like, you know, like people don't have like, you, you, you could be a millionaire because you have, it's really just, you have a million, you're a millionaire because your assets are worth a million, you know? So yep. that was, I want to say I was 37, you know, so I'm 41 now. So 37, 38, but then an actual like money in the bank, shorty, what you think millionaire, I want to say about 40, right? Where I can look and be like, oh, there's a, there's a million dollars in there, you know? Right. So, but I mean, they're equally both millionaires because it's just, honestly, Jeff Bezos doesn't have a trillion dollars in his bank account. That would be foolish. You know, yeah. so um, there's no shade to being like on paper millionaire. That's real as well. Yeah. So I had reached financial, quote unquote, freedom, you know, mm-hmm. by my 30s, my, you know, my my mid to late 30s. And I was still a whole mess. I was like, yeah, this I thought I would feel like, whew, I didn't. And I thought, well, what's wrong? There are, comp- yeah. there were, well, here's why, because there were components 
of my life that I knew was still not where it ought to be. I had not updated my insurance and since I first got insurance, like in my late 20s. I didn't have an estate plan. Like if something were to happen to me, what happens to my, you know, my business, my bank account, anything, you know, um, I didn't feel like I had um, the team that I needed. You know, like to like I I wanted a financial planner to really help me because I knew how to make money, right? I could save, but and I, I knew how to invest on its basic levels, right? But investing when you have wealth, it looks different. That wealth planning is completely different than just regular everyday managing your money. And so right. there were components of my life that I knew were not there, so I actually felt more anxious, you know, having all of this money, but not know and knowing that like oh my gosh. There are other things that you don't have that are equally as important. And that's when I realized you can have financial freedom and still be a whole mess. There has to be something greater than financial freedom and it's called financial wholeness. It's when these 10 components of your financial life come together. So budgeting, savings, debt, credit, learning how to earn, net worth, insurance, your money team, investing, and um, and your estate planning. So those are the 10 components. And so those are... That's why the book is called Get Good With Money, The 10 Simple Steps to Becoming Financially Whole. Because when you have those 10 things, you can literally not have quote unquote financial freedom, meaning enough money saved or set aside that you don't have to work anymore and still be good. You know, so you can be financially free and not be good, but you can be financially whole and not be financially free, but still be all the way good. Because you're like, okay, I've got the insurance. Whew, if something happens to me, my family's good. My estate plan is good. Yes. It means like, you know, like my budget is underway. My credit is underway. I'm not debt free, but I'm working on my, you know, my debt plan. I'm telling you, it's financial freedom. Some of us will accomplish, but financial wholeness, literally everyone, no matter how much you make, no matter what you do for a living. And if you know me, you know, I don't want to do anything that's exclusive. I didn't yeah. want to be like, hey, I'm financial freedom. Because to be honest, everyone's not going to have their million dollars um, put up. But financial wholeness, literally everyone can accomplish that. And it made me feel good to be able to create a step-by-step guide to walk you through and to financial wholeness and that everyone can accomplish. Right. And I'm glad you said that because I, I hate when things become like buzz terms. And and um, I love people talking about money. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I love the fact that we are able to think bigger when we see like, oh, this person's doing that. This person's making that. Like it allows you to just think bigger at the same time like it's become like a buzzy thing mm-hmm. without realizing all the things that come yes. with that wealth planning and estate planning yes. is huge it <laughs> is know? and, and it, it takes a lot of steps this is why so many people kind of avoid mm-hmm. it or don't do what they need to do but it's like it's no sense making all this money and just not having it in the secure places that will ensure that generations after yes. you can benefit. Because like, look at, for example, Prince, right? This is man, mm-hmm. we know Prince was financially free, obviously. Yep. But he was not financially yep. whole. When he passed away, he did not have a will. So you know what happened? Mm-hmm. It was it went to his sister and went to probate court. Probate court is just basically um, where the nosy bitty boppers go to be like, mm-hmm, I, I can literally Google because now your estate is, is public knowledge. You can just walk, ooh, how much? Ooh, child, how much? You don't want to put in your business like that. And then on top of that, because he didn't do any kind of like estate planning, I'm sure there was a tremendous amount of taxes that were levied onto really his sisters the one that inherited basically everything, you know? And so then, then what happens then? Same thing with Biggie, right? 
all the money I think ended up going to Faith because he had not changed anything. Yeah. His mother was yeah. like, thankfully, Faith is not some terrible person. So they created, right. you know, a, something for his heirs and, you know, and his um children, you know. So financial wholeness would have had you with the money and the plan, you know. Yes. And so that's what I'm wanting. People think that they don't have like an estate. I'm like, if you have a bank account, you have an estate. You know, yeah. you want to be working on all the aspects of your financial life. People right. don't know how to do so. That's why I wanted to create yeah. this step-by-step guide. And I love the way you lay it out in the book because it can be intimidating. Yes. It can be intimidating. And if you're reading the book, no matter where you are in your personal finance journey, because some people feel like, oh, I know how to save. Oh, I know how to budget. I got a good credit score. I'm good. I don't need that book. But actually, if you're not financially whole, mm-hmm. and Tiffany just explained what that means, then you are along the spectrum that this book talks about it and, and helps you through. And so I think the fact that you break it down uh, one step at a time allows you to get through that overwhelm because yes. it's like, all right, I got to focus on this yes. before I get to estate planning. Whew, let me let me, yes. let me let me do it life insurance first. Yes. Let, me, let me do it this first. So don't worry, you guys. You can take it one step at a time. And you know, I used to be a teacher, so I was like, oh, no, no. You're going to get yeah. this lesson plan. You have, yeah, there's a little like, homework in there, a little boost in there. So literally to make you yeah. feel like, oh, I did it. And then I love this. There's like a little pinwheel where it's like 10% and then we celebrate it at the end. 20% and then we celebrate. And so, yeah, no, it's really like... You know what we need. You know what we need. Exactly. And then too, I mean, honestly, I to write a book, to put your heart and soul into it, and then it hit two New York Times bestsellers list and then stayed on one of the lists for eight weeks straight. I was just like... It's just like, you know, you know, you put, you put the work in child, you just hope, you, you know, and you don't do it obviously for that because you just never know. But it feels really good to be like externally validated to say yeah. like, no, this is really this really works. And yeah. even now, no, it's not, we've sold it's like not just fluff. Too. Exactly. Yeah. And we've gotten we sold just just over 76,000 copies in the, in the first three and a half months. And this is why it's important to have perspective. I was asking my agent. Yeah. I was like, that seems low. She's like, girl, you don't know what you're talking about. She said the last <laughs> she said the last big financial book before yours. She said it sold 100,000 copies. I said, see, there you go. She said in four years. And it was considered <laughs> it was considered a huge success. I said, wait, what? Wow. She said it sold a wow. hundred thousand copies in four years, considered a huge success. You've sold seventy five thousand copies in three months. Girl, sit down. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why it's important to talk yes. to you know, yeah. that. But one, one last thing I'll say mm-hmm. about the book, because I know this one's getting long, y'all, but obviously we could talk for a long time. <laughs> like, we could do a whole other episode on writing books. Yes, we could. <laughs> so I once heard somewhere, I don't know where, but it, it said, like, never trust the author that ne- doesn't share anything negative about themselves in their autobiography or, in, you know, the book. And it's so true. Like, I find that I cannot really resonate with anyone who doesn't have a vulnerable moment, Mm -hmm. who makes it feel like, oh, they always did everything perfect and they're just great. And now they're sharing this. So you start off the book with (laughs) the fact that you fell for the okie doke. Yo, time and time again, sis. You've been reading it. I'm like, nah. Girl, I thought you went another one. It was literally back to back to back. Literally, the first line in the book is, I messed up. Uh, I messed up. That's literally the first line in the book. Because I want, what I'm wanting is for you to know, but one, if you know the end of my story, girl, works out. Just bear with me. I'm like, but I want you to see, I did every mistake you could think. Credit card scam, credit card debt, student loans, foreclosure, all the things 
and yet it worked out. So I'm giving you the guide for the folks that mess up all the time. (laughs) Because I'm one of them. So now we're going to jump into the lightning round. You know the deal. You just answer the first thing that comes to mind. I always like to see, especially with the update episodes, Mm -hmm. how answers have changed. So number one, what is a resource that's helping you in your business right now that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? Audiobooks. Like, hmm. I have been doing a lot of reading. I don't have as much time to sit down and read, but audiobooks, yeah. I have been, I've read 14 books in the last, like, two months. All right, number two, who is actually a Black woman entrepreneur, mentor, someone that you admire, and why? Her name is Adina. She has a, in 2016, uh, Black Enterprise did a a, um, a a thing on her, right? A spotlight. Um, sh- yeah. She is a refugee, I think from, I want to say Senegal. And in 2016, her real estate holdings were worth $225 million. Young black sister in her 30s. I suspect it's worth closer to half a billion now. And she's from Jersey. And she, I know we used to sit on panels together. I mean, I'm, clear, I'm not at that level yet, you know? <laughs> but uh, uh, she's the person I admire most in business. Because she uses her, her, her platform and her, her real estate to just aid the community in ways that are just like, just over and above and beyond. All right. Number three, what is a non-negotiable part of your day? Um, naps. <laughs> I take a nap. <laughs> I'm a baby. I take a nap every day. Um, even after this, I'm like, I got to take my podcast, Brown Ambition. After that, I'm going to take yes. a nap. Mm-hmm. Number four, what is a personal habit that has significantly helped you along your journey and your career? Asking questions. Like, I'm just really curious. Curiosity is an amazing characteristic for entrepreneurs because you you understand you don't know everything. And so you're curious and you're open and that's how you learn and grow. So curiosity and asking questions. Mm -hmm. And finally, what is your parting advice for fellow Black women entrepreneurs who want to be their own boss but are scared of losing a steady paycheck? Expand your capacity, right? So one of the books I read, because I I, I took six weeks off, Nikayla, six weeks off, no social, no emails, no team, nothing. I traveled, I slept, I walked, I read. I read, one of the books I read was um, Magnolia Story by Chip and Joanna Gaines. And one thing that Joanna shared is that she used to kind of be like a timid mouse. I think if you've ever watched Fixer Upper, you can kind of tell that's her personality. And Chip is like kind of like the wild one. And she said he would have all these wild and crazy ideas and she, it, she would be filled with anxiety. And she realized that if I'm going to be with this man, I have to learn to expand my capacity. You know, you want to hold more you have to get a larger container. So you have to learn to expand your capacity for failing, expand your capacity for learning, expand your capacity for doing. Like the way you go from 100,000 to 1 million is a different mindset. You have to expand your mindset capacity. The way you go from 1 million to 10 million is an emotional expansion. And so you have to be constantly working on expansion. And because I know someone's going to say, well, how? Number one, girl, get, take a look. It's in a book, Reading Rainbow. Read. Yeah. Every, every answer that you ever had about anything, a human, human anything, is in a book. You don't have time to read. Audible will read it to you like a lullaby. Okay? Read, yeah. read, 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 read. Especially memoirs of successful people. Two, observe. Get used to seeing so if you live in a house that's worth $250,000, find a neighborhood where houses are worth $500, $1 million, $2 million and drive through weekly. I want you to normalize. Me too. Shoot. They figured it out. 
There's there's 50 people that live in this neighborhood. Everybody here at Bill Gates Brain? No. Some of them are just some regular, regular people that figured it out so they can figure it out, me too. So expand your capacity through observation. Three, yep. expand your capacity through doing and failing. Get started. It's falling when you're five and falling when you're 80 are two different things. If you're young in business, it's a perfect time to fail. Don't nobody know. Nobody cares. You can fall below. Oh, snap. Don't nobody know me, though. You know, don't wait until you're big and grown and old and now you fall at 80 and it's broken, you know? So yep. do do and, and, and fail. And last but not least, curiosity. Ask questions. You know, like you can learn any you can learn something from the cashier at, at Whole Foods, you know, from your three year old niece, like asking yeah. questions and keeping yourself curious because you don't know who knows what you're not. It's not possible yeah. for you to know all the things that knowledge can be found within books, but especially within other people. So ask questions. Those are the words, ways that you expand your capacity. That's how you go from one level to the next level to the next level. You will not move if you have the same container. You have to grow, sis. And when you grow, everything else will catch up with you. Yes, that is one of the most powerful <laughs> last lightning round responses I've ever received. I'm, I mean, I need to make a snippet of that and just play that back every day to myself. So I hope y'all caught that. Now, Tiffany, where can people connect with you after this episode? So I am the budget needs to all the things on TikTok, although I don't take or talk much. Um, <laughs> on Twitter, on Instagram, which is my fave, and Facebook. Um, if you want to get my book, Get Good With Money, literally go to getgoodwithmoney.com. And obviously, thebudgetnista.com is, is my website as well. And we will link to that in the show notes, you guys. So there you have it. Thank you for tuning in this week. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six-foot Saturday newsletter at sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you will receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon.